Hello and welcome to Forging the Tip of the Spear. I'm your host, Mike. This morning I woke up and I had this idea that I really wanted to spend some time today talking about the importance of philosophy and what it means to me and how philosophy is something that I use on a daily basis to help move me forward Um especially during dark times and during uh, difficulty as well as when things are going really well. And I think that when you have these situations where you're trying to improve yourself um, or you're trying to make yourself better, it's really important to ground yourself in, in, a, in something, in some sort of belief, in some sort of, um, you know, quote unquote, moral compass or something like that. And you know, whenever you're making a journey of change, and I think that every day in life, really, you can have a lot of change um, go on, it's important to make sure that you have certain either core tenants or things that you're following to make sure that the person you're becoming does not become someone that you either don't want to be, or never wanted to be, or can't live with. And I think that's important because sometimes in life we get wrapped up in things so quickly and sometimes don't even realize we're going down a certain path until it's far too late. I can tell you from my own experience, um, this happened to me, uh, my God, let me think about this for a second. This happened to me a couple of years ago when I started doing things out of ease, um, you know, buying the food out during lunches, overeating a little too much, maybe even over drinking a little bit too much, um, and things like that, you know, giving up on workouts saying, yeah, you know what, I'm going to sleep in today, I'm not going to do this, or, um, you know, I'm not going to make this a priority, I'm not going to get this work done today, I'm not going to do this obligation today, I'll push it off into tomorrow. And slowly over time, these things all seem to um, matter. And so after a while, it all compounds into who you become, right? So, you know, missing one workout doesn't make you somebody who misses every workout, but missing one workout a week can lead to missing two workouts a week and lead to missing four workouts a week can lead to the point where I was at about two and a half years ago where I was working out maybe once a week or I was running just on a a Saturday morning with my mom when I was trying to help her get back into running after an injury. And that's all I was doing opposed to doing it for me or doing it based because I was grounded in something or trying to live up to a certain ideal or something that I had for myself. So, what happened for me, and, and I'll give you some some background. For a long time, I had been listening to either, I guess you would call them inspirational, motivational, whatever term you want to use, um, videos on YouTube, either from Tony Robbins or from uh, Tim Bilyeu, from David Goggins, from Andy Frisella, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, a lot of those quote-unquote high performers, people who 
put out a message that was resonating with me. And, you know, you listen to the video, maybe you get juiced up for a couple minutes, and maybe it leads you to do something, you feel good, you kind of move on. And so I was doing that for a while. And then one of the things that I stumbled across was some, I guess, quotes. Somebody was reading quotes. And I believe they were quotes specifically from Marcus Aurelius. And it really resonated with me. The The most important one was the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. And it became something that I just instantly felt gravitated toward. So much so that now I even carry a coin or a medallion in my pocket from the Daily Stoic that has that saying on the back. I carry it with me every day. My two sons love to play with it. They think it's the greatest thing ever. When they get older, I'm going to buy them each one um, when I don't have to worry about them either throwing it at its own because it's a little heavy. But um, so for me, that was kind of the starting point because I always thought that after reading that, it, it's really true. You know, in many ways, life is all about the obstacles that are in front of us, you know, whether they're made from our own doing, made from the outside world, or just some sort of a combination of the two. And how you deal with that obstacle really does define you because it becomes the way how you move forward, how you progress in life. For me, it became that, which then coupled with getting the book, The Daily Stoic from Ryan Holiday, outstanding book. I read it pretty much every day um excuse me my allergies again but um so what it is is it's a i guess you'd call them like a daily devotional it's um one page per day or it has either a line or a paragraph or a sentence from one of the stoic philosophers and i know what you're thinking before you even hear anymore you're thinking about either old men or old women sitting in either some sort of Greek amphitheater or at some desk or in some dusty library, just sitting, writing and thinking, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm sure that has a place. For me, I like philosophy that's very practical. At the end of the day, I'm a pragmatist. I, I like something that's work going to work. I need something that's practical. I need something that in my life I can use on a daily basis. For me, that's stoicism. And I'm not saying that you have to be a stoic. Not at all. If you want to go into a different form of philosophy, you want to look into something else, by all means, do anything that's going to make you happy or you're going to find value in. For me, I found stoicism to do that, and let me explain why. So stoicism is grounded in four tenets or four ideals, which is virtue, temperance, justice, and courage. And the whole point is to kind of push off pleasure for doing what's either right or necessary or kind of thinking sometimes beyond yourself for what needs to be done. For me, one of the biggest issues that I always had was this voice 
in my head kind of pushing me toward the easier path when it wasn't necessarily what I actually really wanted to do, but it became this, I guess you'd call it internal struggle between doing what I knew I should do or doing what's easy. And, you know, this isn't just in terms of fitness. This could be in terms of work. This could be in terms of, you know, even playing with my children. You know, sometimes it's easier to just sit there, sit there on the couch, letting them play instead of getting on the floor and rolling around for 35 minutes, trying to move a little tiny train um, after you're exhausted. So for me, I started with philosophy about a year and a half ago. And, you know, I had studied it in college a little bit and didn't find much use in it. I found that the professors tended to talk about these big overarching ideas from, you know, all those big names like Aristotle and Kant and um, Descartes and all these people. But there was no way from you to implement in everyday life. You know, uh, I'll never forget one of the lessons they had talked about was from Kant and how you need to act through the maximum in which you would want all people to act. I think that's, I think that was Kant. And, uh, I remember thinking, I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like, what, what does it mean? And, you know, you, you'd ask the question and you end up getting another question and then, Ultimately, you leave being frustrated going, yeah, okay, I get that you're trying to get me to learn something, but I, I really need to understand a more practical aspect. Like, for instance, when I'm going about my life, what should I be doing? For me, when it came to stoicism, I found that that actually did have a practical aspect because trying to do the more difficult path or trying to be honest as much as possible, trying to be more courageous, trying to stand up for certain things does have a practical aspect of it. You know, you know, for me, one of the reasons why I carry the the coin or the medallion, whatever you want to call it, is to never forget that the obstacles in front of us are always going to be there no matter what. No matter what. And pushing them off because you don't want to deal with them does not solve the problem. Instead, you have to take them head on. And it's my reminder to do that sooner rather than later. One of the one of the things that clicked for me, and this is coming really out of left field, was I was listening to a YouTube video from a YouTuber called How to Beast. Um, he does, you know, some workout videos. He does uh, business tips. He does tips for women, things like that. And... Um, he he said something about his his three keys to success i think at one point one of them was if something is bothering him and he kind of hesitates he immediately goes and does it you know if it's something where oh i should call that person back and then he has that reservation oh, i really don't want to call them maybe i should maybe i should push it off to tomorrow then he tries and he tries to make a point of going out to do that thing as soon as possible and i think that's that is such a great piece of advice I think we have such a tendency to push off the uncomfortable um, until later. And this goes back to something that I was talking about, I think, 
um, yesterday with regard to procrastination and fear. You know, we we push off some of the things that we find difficult or or a little scary, and then we build this kind of monster up and we make the monster even bigger one in reality if we had dealt with it it would be the size of an ant opposed to the size of a dragon and that's that's what that really means to me and you know I had grown up I was very fortunate in that my parents had always kind of believed to some degree in philosophy definitely my dad more so than my mom my mom was very practical with a lot of things. My dad, the interesting thing is since he, um, my dad was very into martial arts. So my dad had a lot of um, Eastern influence when it came to philosophy, you know, very much about oneness, balance, um, you know, the internal kind of calmness, meditation, things like that. That was something that always came through um, with how he was raising us. And I always thought that was such a helpful thing because even to me today, I still understand the importance of it. And it's such a different, um, philosophical style in some ways from Western philosophy, which is very much about, you know, how your mind works, how, how action, things like that, and opposed to the internal monologue and, really trying to make that calmness, that oneness. And when you blend the two, I, I personally have found it to be helpful. And so to move this conversation forward, the way that I have found philosophy to help me is it grounds me. It tries to ground me in a lot of my actions. And it takes a while. I'm not going to say that it doesn't. I mean, I've been now reading the Daily Stoic for almost two years at this point, maybe a little bit less. And I still don't consider myself a Stoic by any stretch of the imagination. Um, in fact, I, I would say I'm still very much learning just the basics. You know, I, I read the Daily Stoic email from Ryan Holiday every day. I read my Daily Stoic journal every day. I try to look at some uh, different books, either from Epictetus or from Seneca or from Marcus Aurelius. And, you know, I try to do my best moving forward. And, you know, I'm not trying to be perfect. And I don't think anyone should try to be perfect. I think you just have to try to be a little bit better than you were and try to get more understanding. And that, I think, creates a value for yourself. Where I found that it has changed me is understanding that ultimately there are things that are within your control and things that are not within your control. And the most calming, the best thing that I have found for me personally was that when I realized that really there's no reason to worry. And the, the way that Stoics describe it is, if it's something that's within your control, you shouldn't worry because you have the ability to do something about it. And if it's not in your control, there's no reason to worry because there's nothing you can do about it. So worrying will not change anything. And I know that that sounds, you know, very um, new agey. It sounds very, you know, okay, that, that's really easy to say, but it's not true. Well, think about it this way. I try not to concern myself too much with things that I can't do anything about. And it doesn't mean that I 
don't care or I'm not engaged or I, I'm not trying to seek, you know, a change that could benefit a lot of people. I'm merely saying if it's about another person, for instance, I don't control another person's actions. Nobody does except them. But I don't sit there and, you know, fixate on another person's actions and, and try to figure out ways that I can change them. No, no, no. Instead, I focus on myself. I focus on my family. I focus on the things that I have control over my job, the quality of the work that I do, you know, what I try to do to move myself forward um, and things like that. You know, for instance, yesterday I had burgers and fries instead of having a good healthy dinner. Listen, not the best thing that I could have had. It was completely within my control and it was clearly a stumble. It doesn't mean I'm also going to now sit there and hate myself forever. Listen, had it, it happened. I have control over what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. I'm going to have grilled chicken. I'm going to have some brown rice with quinoa and I'm going to have some broccoli. Within my control, something I'm going to go and do instead of worrying about it, beating myself up. Boom, just going to go do it, get it done. Um, the same thing goes for people with individual work, whatever task it is. Um, you know, you have control over what you do on that task. Now, your boss might want you to do it a certain way, and you might have to do it that way. But it doesn't mean that you can't make it the best that you can do for that. You know, you could also try to do it that way and then show them that you have another idea and see what they say. Sometimes they might say yes, sometimes they might say no, but at least you know then that you tried it with something within your control. And once you got the answer, you move on. Same thing for exercise. Um, you know, if you, for instance, have 30 minutes, you can go on a 30 minute walk. If you have 10 minutes, you could just do 10 minutes of squats. You could do 10 minutes of walking. You don't have to have that donut in the morning. You don't have to add tons of sugar to your coffee if that's what you do. You know, things like that, you have control or you can try to lessen it a little bit. You know, if you say three packets of sugar, try two and a half tomorrow and then see if after a week you can reduce it to two. And then after another week, see if you can reduce it to one and a half. And then you keep going from there. You know, my point is we all have control over certain actions that we do every day. And that for me is where the philosophy grounds me. It's understanding that every action that I do, I have some control over. So if I think about it for a second and I say, how can I make it a little bit better? Okay, I'll do that. You know, if you're mindlessly binge, binging on Netflix, for instance, and You've already seen two episodes and you're going to go for a third and they're an hour each. Is that really the best use of your time? And I'm not saying you shouldn't relax, but you, you've kind of saying that for two hours. At some point, you have to say to yourself, and maybe I'm relaxing too much. Should I be reading that book that might teach me a little bit more about uh, how to save some money for my my future? Or should I be, you know, reading that book about um, changing my sleep habit a little bit so that I can do better or or maybe even just going to sleep a little bit earlier so at least you feel a little bit more rested. I mean, one thing we all know is we're all tired. Come on. Isn't that the thing that you hear everyone talk about? Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so this. 
of course, you know, we, we have a tendency to do sometimes what's easy opposed to what's necessary. And that's, that's really what I'm trying to get at. For me, philosophy helps me quiet some of those uh, internal sounds in my mind that sometimes I feel work against my ultimate goals. And when I started to really evaluate it um, through the lens of philosophy, specifically stoicism, I found that the quality of my life got better. And while things were difficult in the short term, it's kind of like um, exercise. You know, in the beginning, nobody really wants to get up and go and exercise. It, it's just not always fun, especially, you know, if you're waking up and exercising first thing in the morning, you don't necessarily want to do it. But when you're done, you feel great. And that's really, I think, true of a lot of things. If you take the time in the beginning, I think you see the benefit later on. And that's ultimately what I mean. That's what philosophy means to me. And that's how I think it can help you. Um, if you have any interest in it, I would strongly recommend going to the Daily Stoic, sign up for his free email. I find that to be helpful. Or you know what you can do, and I know this might sound like an old-fashioned idea, go to the library and go to the philosophy section and just pick a couple of different books. You know, you can Google different schools of philosophy when it comes to ideas and find something that you find interesting. Um, and, and you may find that it helps you in life and in every day. And even if it helps you just a little bit, it's better than nothing. Thank you for forging, joining me on Forging the Tip of the Spear. Have a great day. Bye-bye.